Welcome to In It Together. Together. I'm Jay. And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective. Hello again. Hi there. So you're in the hot seat again. Oh, my my butt is burnt from being in this hot seat. Well, we're going to talk about... When are you going to be in the hot seat? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little fearful of that. Because it's you've been in the hot seat for a bit now, and it's it's only a matter of time before you. Uh, you well, you, you can kind of be tables. in this hot seat a little bit too. Not so much, but well, we're going to be talking it's about primarily me. Let's be yeah, <laughs> we're going to be talking about rescuing behavior, right? A rescuing, um, and this is this is kind of in the parenting style series, I guess we can call it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this has to, a lot to do more with with parenting and and parenting styles. I know we we've talked a lot about like the scaffolding, right? That's the optimal way it of is. parenting is is to be a scaffold, right? Scaffold parenting. We've had podcasts on that. But we want to talk a little bit about rescuing just because this is something again, we like to talk about things that are relevant to our lives in the current state because it's it's easier for us to talk about things that are happening in our life mm-hmm. at the moment, right? So uh, so we, we we figured this is a good opportunity to talk a little bit about that because again, if we do it, then other parents out there are doing it, and it can be very detrimental to our children. Without and, a doubt, and we've seen that firsthand. I I know we're going to talk a little bit more about you and how you've been rescuing, but I, I I do that too. You know, there there are times that I've tried to alleviate some discomfort in our children's life and again i think i think we all do that because as parents we don't want our children to go through the same hurt that we've gone through right so we tend to rescue our try or at least try to rescue our children from those negative emotions or situations Uh, but unfortunately it's detrimental because it's those situations that build character in our children so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that and why don't you kick off with what what rescuing actually is define that so rescuing behavior is over functioning in a relationship okay and rescuing this can again we're gonna primarily gauge it towards parenting but it can happen in all relationships okay so rescuing behavior the way i see it is over functioning in a relationship and it comes from a place of fear Okay, we have this misperception of what unnecessary pain is, right? So our children sometimes, let's face it, are going to have to have pain to grow. You can't grow in the comfortable, right? So if they're not experiencing disappointment, sadness, or anger, they're not going to know how to move themselves past that point if you're swooping in to rescue them from that and trying to fix their problems for them or trying to convince them that the decisions they're making aren't what's best for them instead of just letting them make that decision and learn from it. And that has been my biggest failure as a parent. Yeah, absolutely. You need that adversity. The the adage is adversity builds character. And that's that holds true. You need adversity. Your, Your children need adversity for them to develop and grow and learn how to cope 
And when, again, as parents, we tend to, we don't want them to feel those. We want them to, to not feel rejection and we don't want them to feel any of these ill emotions, but they need those things as part of their development, right? And that's what, unfortunately, you know, we, we send our kids off to school all the time where this is where a lot of that stuff happens, right? And we, it's completely out of our control what happens there, but what it is un- within our control is when they come back and they share these experiences with us, it's important that we're not rescuing them from these emotions, but showing them how to cope with these emotions, how to process through these emotions properly so that they don't develop or underdevelop improperly. Right, because when you're constantly rescuing your child, I, I've done this since I became a parent, right? There's a situation that happens. They feel a certain way. Oh, mom's here. Well, I'm going to figure this out for you. Don't worry. I got it. Just wanted to solve it for them. But when you do that and you swoop in to rescue, you subconsciously communicate, hey, you're not strong enough to handle this. So they grow up and then they're, they don't know what decisions to make for themselves or they're afraid to make a decision or they feel that they just can't do it. So Your intentions, my intentions, were to be the most loving mother that if anybody looked at my cub the wrong way, they would would pay for it. They still will this day, but that does not mean that my cubs can't pick up for themselves. You know, my cubs don't know what they need to as a mother bear, right? But that hurt them. That hurt them because I communicated, oh, you can't handle this. You know, and I've done this even with our oldest, where there would be decisions she would tell me she was doing. And instead of just saying, okay, well, let's see what happens. And then letting her learn from that, I would try to convince her that that wasn't the best decision to make. And and that could come off as feeling manipulative, even though that wasn't my intention. And the reason why I was rescuing is because, again, my inner child was like, danger, danger, must save child. So I overfunctioned. And when you overfunction in a relationship, the other person underfunctions. And that is just the cycle. And that's what I've been working on repairing. Absolutely. That gives, subconsciously, that gives the message that you're incapable. And that's the worst message you can give a child, right? You're incapable. If you, if, if the child is trying to do something, you know, again, it, it could be a, a child of, of two years old up to, you know, a child of 17, 18, right? If, if you're constantly doing it for them, or taking the task on, or taking the emotion on, or relieving them of their pain, then you're subconsciously telling them that they're incapable. And that could go, again, we've seen that go in, in, in two different directions, right? With, with, our, with different kids, with different personalities, right? One child might see that message and say, hey, uh, you're manipulating me. And I don't want anything to do with you because you're manipulative. You know, we can see that depending on the personality. Or to the other extreme, you could see a child say, again, not be able to do anything. Turn to you for every little decision because, again, you've made them feel incapable of making their own decisions. And and now they have to turn to you for everything and every guidance. And they feel completely stuck because if you remove your influence now they don't know how to not to function. And that's the hardest part is once you've gotten to that part and let's say you have the kid that's like, oh, I don't know what to do or I'm not strong enough or I'm not capable. You have to sit there and watch them struggle. You have to sit there and say, well, you're going to figure it out. I know you will. And you have to be so careful because sometimes you can try to influence. Well, it's your life. 
when you say that to that child, the way that you say it, they're like, yeah, it is my life, but if I make the wrong decision, you're already telling me. You have to be very neutral. Well, why don't you make the decision that you think is best and you can learn from it? Instead of saying it's your life, it's your life, it's your life, we're showing that we're disappointed in them. And that's something that I'm realizing lately, that we should say more of like, well, make the decision that you think is best for yourself. If you're unsure about it, write it down and then learn from the lesson from it. And we'll talk about it then. That is so much better than it's your life or if I were you, because you're just telling them what to do or you're, you're, you're projecting disappointment onto them and then they're just going to do what you're telling them to do. It's not working still because they're still not learning on their own. Your children need to make decisions and they need to mess up and they need to ruin little parts of their little teen life or their little lives and learn how to fix it. That's the whole point of parenting so that when they do move out, they just know how to fix their own problems. Pretty much. Uh, exactly. It's, you know, I like to say it's your choice because everything and we we preach this at home all the time about, you know, choices, the choices we make. And we say this all the, you know, all the time to our, our son and our daughter, the, you know, being strong, being aggressive. These are all choices that we make, you know, um, overcoming our fears. Those are all choices. Uh, and, and when you're young, it's difficult, right? It's difficult to, to grasp that it's a choice. It's a choice to be fearful. It's a choice to avoid conflict. These are all choices. So we, we tend to say that a lot. You know, you make, you make a choice and then you deal with the consequences of that choice. And consequences aren't necessarily negative. You know, it's a positive consequence. So... When let's say your child is behaving in a way that really triggers you that you don't appreciate, you can say something and you can put a boundary instead of telling them what to do. What I've done a handful of times and I'm, I'm still working on this is the way you're choosing to behave right now is very triggering for me and I'm going to take some space. When you choose better behavior for yourself, then we can talk about it. Always using choice choose with them like you've just said is key because they understand that wait I do have the power to make my decisions and they're trusting me enough I'm not rescuing them rescuing them is when you give them the answer rescuing them is when you figure it out for them rescuing them is when you let up on consequences you don't follow through because you feel bad or you accept the bare minimum for them when your child is capable of doing so much more and you accept the bare minimum you do them an injustice because they're not going to reach their potential telling a child hey i think you got a little bit more in you i know you got more in you i've seen it you're not saying you're not good enough because that's what we think as parents i don't want to say you could do better because that makes them feel bad about themselves so it's saying things like I know you could do that a little bit better. I've seen that work in you. I think you could touch that up a little bit more. Yeah, why don't you try it out and see what happens? And then when they show it to you or whatever it is that they're doing, you can say, see, you always have a little bit more in you. When you do it like that, it, it, it communicates better. It's not like saying, oh, you're not good enough. You know, it's teaching them that. And that was my biggest thing. And now I'm having to repair and pay. And accountability is all about that. Right now I'm Having to learn, like, I have to be strong and I have to be forceful. You can do better than that. I've seen it. You know, and that's tough because you feel bad, but feeling bad doesn't help them because it victimizes them. Exactly. And you have to give kids autonomy. You know, regardless of their age, they need some level of autonomy. And you can see that, you know, it, it, that has a lot to do with personality as well. You know, there's some children that seek autonomy on their own. And then some people, some some children that, that don't, that are, are a lot more reliant on us to give them instruction. So it's important to understand what your child needs 
and provide them not what you think they need, but what they actually need for growth and development. So if you have a child that seeks that is a lot more autonomous, then allowing that, allowing them to make their decisions and again, following up with the consequences, whether they're negative or positive, that's important. With a child that 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 seeks more guidance, giving them the opportunity or, or putting them into the situations where they have to make their own choices is important. Now, you may be the parent right now that's sitting here saying, I, I just can't do that. I don't know. Maybe gauging what your child already knows. So if your child comes to you and says, I don't know what to do, blah, 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 this, this, and this, say, all right, well, What's your first instincts? What's your gut? What do you think? Tell me tell me what you think so far. This way you can understand where they're functioning from. They, oh, well, I'm thinking I could do this. Okay. And what are the positive outcomes of that? Are there any negatives? All right, let's just asking them the questions and then letting them kind of figure it out. Not giving them the answers like, oh, you think that could make you feel bad? Just what are the positives of that? What are the negatives of that? All right, is there anything else that you could think of now that you've talked about that? Well, no, I think this is the decision I'm gonna make. Okay, well, it sounds like you've, you, you, you know, both sides make the decision, follow through with it, and then you'll learn from what happens from it. And that's hard as a parent, especially when you quote unquote know the decision they're making is from a place of weakness or a trash decision or they're trying to take the easy way out. It's so hard because you want to be forceful and be like, you sure you want to make that decision now, right? But you can't do that. You're just going to be like, okay, and stay neutral. And then when they make that decision, you can sit them down and say, okay, what went wrong? What could you do differently next time so that they can develop the executive functioning skills that they have? I'm not perfect at this. I need to do better at this. And this is what I've been working on. And as you can see, you can have the best intentions to be the most loving, amazing parent in the world and do harm to your kids. It's going to happen. This doesn't mean you're a bad parent. I talk about rescuing with my kids. My 13 year old will say, hey, mom, I don't need you to rescue me. Oh, thank you. I've gave my son the platform yesterday. You can tell me you're upset with me. Let me know how that's made you feel. I need to hear that so that I can be better. No parent's perfect. We're going to make mistakes, especially if we've had trauma. And, you know, sometimes some of our kids aren't going to accept our apologies. Some of our kids aren't going to want to talk to us or, you know, live their own lives. And that's fine. They have every right to. But you keep moving forward. You keep shifting. You keep changing. You keep accepting accountability. And you keep making change. That's the best apology that you can give any of your kids if you didn't parent the right way. But your children don't need rescuing because they're not living your life. They're not in danger. They're living a life. And when they're outside of your home, you ain't going to be able to rescue them then. You have to know that they know how to swim. They're going to sink or swim. You can't always be their life vest. And by no means is this easy. And that's something no, this I, is hard. I, I want to I put out there because... I know a lot of you guys are listening, and, and especially if you have younger kids, they say you, you, you're, you're probably out there saying, you know, I, I've asked my child what, you know, what they think and they, they don't have <laughs> they don't have any idea or any clue. And and you have to start having these conversations. Right. I, I, I always say kids are just underdeveloped adults. That's how you have to view them. Right. You have to give them enough respect that they're not our property. Obviously, they're they're individuals they're just underdeveloped adults so it's our job as parents to guide and to help in their development and you're not helping in the development by not allowing them to start that process of thinking for themselves i say this to you all the time if you don't think it's going to be cute at you know 15 don't think it's cute now and i said this to you you know again i have 
older children, so I have a lot more experience seeing that development. But again, if you have younger children, if you don't think it's going to be cute at 15, don't think it's cute now because it's easy, right? A three-year-old or a two-year-old, it's easy when they talk back and they, they say, you know, they have these little these little uh, things about them. Again, if, if you don't think it's going to be cute at 15, don't think it's going to be cute now. I always see these videos on like TikTok where parents recording their kids doing things that are absolutely horrific, but like hilarious. And my my gut, my first response is like, oh, man, that's that's going to suck because that child's like, oh, OK, I can act this way and I can do that now. And. I just want to piggyback off of you said that, you know, rest. this isn't easy. I have to text you sometimes. I'm like actively texting, like in the bathroom, taking a deep breath, like this was the situation. This is how I handle it. You know, you're my rock when it comes to those things because we're trying to work as a team. Okay, was I firm enough? Was I assertive enough? Did I rescue? Because rescuing is so deep inside of me. I was raised to believe that my job was to make lives better for everybody, including being a mother. So people can't feel pain around me or feel sadness. I must fix it. That's my job. No wonder why I went in the field that I did. But the difference is, is I put I don't fix it for them. I give them the tools to fix it for themselves. And that's it's different the, when it's your kid. You exactly. have to do the same thing. You got to give them their tools to learn to fix themselves. Well, that's an important distinction, right? It's not your job to do it for them. It's your job to help them make those decisions on their own. And that's that's the point. And and too many times as parents, we tend to do the the opposite, right? We tend to just do it for them because a lot of the times it's easier, right? A lot of the times it's easier just to do you do them than to teach the lesson. And that's something I taught you. I learned from you. It's just like you're always saying, "Hey, teach the lesson." Teach yes, the- I did say that. So you know, because I there's there's times that I do the same thing. You get I, so frustrated. I get so frustrated that I I tell them what to do instead of teaching them the lesson so they can learn what to do by themselves. And that's important. Yeah. We're not perfect. We've made mistakes. And we're airing our dirty laundry out here because like everybody else, we're looking to heal, you know? So it's important that we are transparent, that we are authentic. We're not perfect people. We've you know, we've rescued, we've done those things. And, you know, even leaving here today, now I've, I've, I've kind of reaffirmed it for myself. I need to do more of saying, well, what do you think? What's your decision? Keeping my voice, you know, not telling them what to do, unless it's something that can really hurt them, staying neutral and saying, well, you know, it's your choice. Why don't you make your choice and then figure it out from there and not be mad at them, not take it personal, not always think that they're trying to, you know, dupe you or get one over. There are little people learning to be adults. And the more we take it personal, the less it becomes their personal life. And so for me, I'm leaving with a renewed sense of like, okay, stay on this path, continue to do what you're doing and continue to do better, make improvement. And to shift gears a little bit here, because uh, we're talking about kind of raising kids, but it, you you might be in the situation where you're uh, you already have adult children that you've rescued their whole life, and and now you know they have these. I don't want to say grudges, but you know they don't they, want anything to do with you exactly because you've rescued them. You know because you didn't give them autonomy. So it's important, just like you said, right? Is it's important to allow that criticism from your from our adult children to say hey or or even if they they may not be aware that that's what's happened right but if you are aware now listening to the podcast listening to what we're saying um as an adult parent you could say hey maybe i did a little bit too much rescuing in my parenting it's okay to go back 
mm-hmm. and and say and tell your adult children, hey, you're fully capable, and you know I did you a disservice by rescuing you all those years, but you're still fully capable. You're fully capable of making your own decisions. You're fully capable, and it's it's not too late, right? It's not too late. We we all have. Some of us have adult children that are still leaning on us for that rescuing, leaning on us to do everything for them. And it's never too late to take a step back and say, hey, I can't rescue you anymore. You know, you have to stand on your own two feet and you have to figure these things out on your own. And it's OK to to give them that, you know, to have them no matter how, what, what age they are to be able to take a step back and say, I'm no longer rescuing you from your own situations. I'm going to allow you to make your own decisions and live with those consequences, positive or negative. Yep. Couldn't have said it better myself. And I just want to encourage you too that if you have a relationship with your oldest children and it's just distant, you can write them a letter, you can send them an email, you can call them and you can say, Hey, I know that I did too much. And that communicated to you that you couldn't do it. And it probably felt like I was manipulating you or trying to make decisions for you. And in some ways, I think I was trying to manipulate the situation to make it easier for you. And I only made it harder. And I hope you can forgive me for that and understand that I'm working on it. I always felt you were really capable. I was just really afraid of the world around you because of my own stuff. And I needed to believe and trust that you would find your way. And part of growing up was learning to make your mistakes and learn from them. Just wanted to let you know that I understand that. And I accept however it is that you feel about me. And I'm here ready to talk about it and make amends and repair and hear whatever it is that I have to hear on your terms. And that's where you can start. And if they never reach back out, that's okay. If they reach back out, that's okay. Right? But we can't be mad at them for how they're responding to how we parented because our that was not my intention. Impact versus intention. Does not matter how good your intention was. If your impact affected their life, you have to own it. And the only way to own it is to not make excuses for the way in which you parented. And that is something that I've worked really hard on and that I'm open to any of my kids coming to me and talking to me about anything. And I'll own it. Yeah, that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. But it's something as adults we have to be able to to, to take that, you know, you know, medicine isn't supposed to taste good. And as a grown adults that have that, you know, if you're a, if you're an adult that recognizes and realizes right now that, hey, my my parents rescued me and, and, and maybe they made you feel incapable. Now is that moment that you can say, no, I can, I can regain control of my life. I can regain capability in what I can do. It's OK to go back to your parents and say, hey. I recognize now that you rescued me a lot, but now it's time for me to stand on my own two feet, to do, to make the choices that I need to make. You're fully capable. Whether you were rescued, whether you were told you were incapable, each and every one of us is fully capable of navigating and driving their own bus and their own, and walking in your authentic footsteps. And the only thing that I'm going to add is that. If your parents rescued, they loved you. Because only parents that try to prevent their children from having pain love them. And I hope that if you're an adult child hearing this, that you can understand that you were loved, even if it wasn't the love that you needed. You were loved. 
Yeah, absolutely. This comes from and it goes back to what you said, right? It's it's about impact over intent. Obviously, our intent, if you're if you're a rescuing parent, your intent is always to avoid the discomfort of the of the things that that happen to us. Obviously, the impact is detrimental to the development, but the intent was never malicious. The intent was out of love, out of caring. So Again, you, you you know, as parents, you can hold on to that as you meant well, your intentions were good, but the impact fell very short. But it's never too late to to turn that around, to to take accountability for your actions and to, to be better. Whether you're a first first time parent just starting out or you have adult children, it doesn't matter. You can still take accountability. We're all humans. We've all made mistakes. We all will continue to make mistakes. It's not about being perfect. It's about understanding our flaws and doing the best to correct course once we recognize. Absolutely. Couldn't have said that better myself. And sometimes during our lives in our healing community, there's a lot of parents of older adults that are kind of here. And sometimes there's the young adults of the parents that rescue. We're all in there. We're all working together. And being part of the community has taught me that for the most part, parents truly do love their children. And for the most part, adult children truly do love their parents and children truly love their parents. There needs to be more communication. And so in the community, we talk about that, how to communicate, how to accept accountability, how to make amends, and how to accept when the amends don't work out the way in which you think they should, and how to really deal with the consequences of how we've parented. And honestly, get mad, get angry. It's okay to be mad, you know, like, oh, darn, I, I, I could have done something differently. But put it where it belongs. Understand that you parented because you were hurt. You rescued because nobody rescued you. Take this time to rescue yourself, fix yourself, repair yourself. And if you need support with that, I'm going to link in the episode description. There'll be a link that leads you right to the healing community so that you could check it out and see if it's something that you would want to do. There's workshops, there's Zooms, there's weekly lives, daily support, inner work, child work, shadow work. It's all there. So everything that you need to help supplement your healing journey. Yeah, and that's something we, I love about our community. It's very diverse. Age groups are, are, are very different. You know, we, we have uh, obviously people that are older than we are, um, a lot of people that are younger than we are. So it's, it's, it's a mix. And, and you get these different perspectives where you have, you know, parents of younger children, parents of, of grown children. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a great community to get that support that you, that everyone needs. So so we'll wrap it up here. I hope you guys got a lot of good information. I hope you guys continue to listen to us and follow us and subscribe. And as always, don't forget it's never too late to start a new journey. So guys, if you aren't following me already, you can find me on TikTok at ask.courtney, on Instagram at askcourtney underscore, and on YouTube at askcourtney. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future podcast, you can reach us at podcast with an S at epiphanymedia.com. We'd love to hear your stories, guys. So make sure to reach out. And as always, we're all in this together. So stay safe. Remember, there's no shame in asking for help. Till next time.